0: Hello and welcome to the DC Night Kingdom podcast. This is season two and this is episode nine. I'm your host, James Graham. Alongside me, I've got Sarah Colassi back for a triple hat trick uh, episode. This is the ninth appearance. Welcome back, Sarah.
1: Hey, James. How are you doing?
0: I'm all right. How are you doing? Are you enjoying the lockdown?
1: I'm enjoying my be a strong word, but I'm really happy <laughs> to come on the show with you today and have a chance to chat a bit about soccer with someone, because it's been a while.
0: It has. Did you catch the K-League match earlier on today?
1: I did not. I was actually working all morning and yeah. running after my little guy, because of course there's no childcare right now, so yes. I did not catch it, but oh. can you give me your, your rundown?
0: Um, quality... Awful. Um, I mean, to be fair, it's the, their opening game of the season. Um, obviously, the lockdown and the lack of training, you could really tell. Gianbook, um, um, Hyundai Motors uh, FC, I think it is their full title, were playing at home. And against, they were playing Suwon Samsung. So both sponsored by big corporations. There was no one in the stadium. Um, they did have... In the uh, stands, um, a little hashtag of "See you soon," which I thought was quite nice. Uh, they were pumping crowd noise over the town noise, so it sounded like you were at a game um, with everyone there. It was it was nice to have it again. It was nice to see live football for once. It's been so long. <laughs> we've got we've got this back. It was on free to air TV over here. It was on BBC. I was just like, I can't believe this. This is brilliant and ah uh, it was it's nice to have it back i'm looking forward to bundesliga coming back next week and i just hope that we just keep getting uh, more and more soccer coming through so, so that that was my my little rundown
1: so who's your team that you're going to be rooting for next week cuz i'm a dortmund fan personally oh
0: so one of my mates sent through a who should you support um and it gives you different scenarios and you choose yes or no and I ended up at, um, there was two options, depending on how I looked at it. Either FC Augsburg or Hoffenheim. Ooh. So I, I'm thinking I would go with Hoffenheim. Just mainly for the reason of, I think it was uh, Russell Knauss used to play for them.
1: Oh, very nice.
0: And uh, Bobby Firmino.
1: Bobby i think i think
0: that's who he used to play for if i remember rightly i'm actually just gonna quickly uh google that i mean if you know it now on uh if you're listening just tweet me because i'm being a bit slow uh yeah he plays for
1: hoffenheim he's one of my favorites oh man now cool. i feel like i should change my allegiance a bit
0: oh how long have you been following dortmund
1: Dortmund, so I mostly follow because it's one of my husband's favorite teams. Okay. And I just, I'm kind of a casual follower, but I really, I like their style of play. Yeah. And I think they're really good at developing players as well. So yeah. they're fun to watch, you know?
0: I mean, that's, that's right. I do love their stadium and the yellow wall is just phenomenal. Absolutely love that. Uh, you know, well, I, th- I think it's going to be Hoffenheim. That's who I'm going to follow in the Bundesliga. Um, If you follow Hoffenheim out there and you're listening. Hello. (laughs) Oh, I would like to join you. Um, I don't know what they're going to do about watching it, though. I've not seen much about the broadcast scenario, so we'll see if I can catch up with anything. Who knows? Um, So, obviously, you just briefly talked about, uh, obviously, looking after your son earlier on. What have you actually been doing in lockdown? Because I don't think we've actually properly spoken... Since lockdown began,
1: I know we caught up maybe for like about 20, 30 minutes after one of those calls, one of those um, virtual meetings one day. But yes. <laughs> yeah, our, oh, our that, little... that, that
0: was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. That
1: that was a lot of fun. DC United yeah. kind of virtual happy hour with head coach Ben Olsen. That was fun. Yes, and our captain. <laughs> it was a good time.
0: It, it was. I enjoyed a good beer on that on that call.
1: As it did was I. happy hour. It was happy hour.
0: So, yeah, so what have you been up to, Sarah?
1: Oh, my goodness. So I do most of my work from home, honestly, Mm -hmm. anyway, other than, of course, going to the stadium and reporting in person and things like that. So for me, it's kind of been work as usual. And, of course, at Switch the Pitch, we picked probably the worst possible year to rebrand and relaunch our <laughs> soccer outlet. But, you know, it's it's been a real test. We've, um, we've all become a lot closer, I think, all of the staff. Yeah. And we've been checking in with each other a lot more and just kind of thinking, okay, hey, moving forward, what can we do? Mm. I think we've taken maybe a different approach to this than most. We haven't gone on a content push. We've been more focused on okay, what will we do when sport comes back? What yeah. can we do to make sure all our staff are doing okay? Yeah. Because there's a lot of pressure in the situation, obviously, for people. And we all have other jobs, of course. Of course, yeah. Because, don't we all?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's- it would be
0: nice to do it full time, but, you know, something's got to pay the bills, hasn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, you know, we got to keep the internet on so we can keep podcasting and publishing articles.
0: Don't talk to me about internet.
1: Yeah, someone I, <laughs> someone I heard over in the UK was having a little uh, broadband issue today, which is why we're yes. not live.
0: Yes, that's going to be the bane of my life for the next two weeks.
1: Can I have their email? I'll actually send them a nice little message and say, hey, you kind of wrecked our live broadcast today. So can oh, James don't. get a discount?
0: The the company that's boils everything up, I can't even phone them. I can't even phone them. It's... You can't
1: phone them? How can you not phone them?
0: So what they're doing is they're looking after the vulnerable people at the moment, which I kind of get. But in this scenario, in this issue, I should have been able to ring someone and be able to try and sort it out. But no, um, online chat. Uh for, for your listeners, it's a little... Long story short. I switched provider. They messed things up. They weren't able to fix it. I went back to my old provider. They've tried fixing it. Their fix didn't work. So they've scrapped everything, start again, and now I'm back to square one, which is signing up to a new package and getting activated around the 18th of May. So at the moment... I'm having to use my phone as a mobile hotspot, uh, which doesn't have unlimited data, which I'm a little bit gutted about, but hey-ho. So I'm having to uh, ration everything um, in terms of mobile data, which is annoying.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is why we're not live. We are pre-recording this because it uses a heck of a lot less data.
1: Man, I'm really sorry. And what would they do if you were working from home? Would you still be having to wait another 10 days?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, if I was working from home, I'd probably end up going to the company and saying, look, I need an internet connection. They would probably send a a mobile hotspot out where I wouldn't have to pay for it or anything. But yeah, um, because I don't work from home at the moment because I'm still on paternity leave, which is fantastic. Um. Yeah, I I don't need to, and obviously my wife is on uh, maternity leave, so she's not working from home, so we don't necessarily need it. We've got, there's a free Wi-Fi across the road from us, so we've got Wi-Fi. It's slow. Uh, When I say slow, it's really slow. It's (laughs) 7 meg download and 1.5 upload. Ouch. Yep. Um, We're getting through it. I mean, my hotspot is around 45 download and 25 upload. So my phone does well for speeds. It's uh, it's just limited. So anyway, that's that. Let's not talk about my internet situation.
1: <laughs> I had to hear the whole story. I had to. Yeah.
0: Yes. I mean, I could go on a little bit more, but i will probably get quite angry. Uh, don't, we don't do wa- that. We don't, we, we don't want an angry James, do we?
1: <laughs> I can't picture you angry, to be perfectly honest, because you are the definition of like calm and collected pretty much all the time. <laughs> I've heard you get excited and like really happy, but not angry. Not angry. Yeah.
0: No, um, I can probably count the amount of times I've got prop, and I mean, properly angry on one hand in my entire 32 year existence. (laughs) So it doesn't happen, but when it does, I get angry. (laughs) Anyway, um, so lockdown. How is it in America at the moment? Because obviously, it's. We're coming up to the stage where our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, he's about to announce the next stages of lockdown, where hopefully things will start to ease a little bit. How is it happening over there?
1: So, they are talking about easing restrictions. And I know in a lot of states, they've already started. Mm. I live just outside Washington, D.C., in Virginia, kind of like right on the border and I know that our state is under a stay-at-home order till June 10.
0: Okay, so a bit longer to go yet?
1: Quite, yeah, quite a bit longer to go, about another month. And I guess my kind of concern with the situation here is that things don't seem to be dramatically improving, but we're pushing for a quick reopen. Mm. And I know at least in my county, the cases are still going up pretty significantly. Right. And it's just, it kind of, I don't know, it makes you a bit nervous. I even got an email from my son's preschool that they're thinking of reopening in June. And of course, he's not going to go back in June. I mean, I'm happy for him to stay home. But you're just, you're sitting here wondering, of course, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical expert. (laughs) But you're wondering, you know, what's the most kind of cautious way we can do this so that Everyone stays healthy, stays well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that is that is the key thing, isn't it? Everyone, um, for us in the UK, there's been a slogan that's been said right from the beginning, which is to stay at home, protect our NHS and to save lives. And that I couldn't agree more with that. Um, and thankfully over here, a lot of people have obeyed those, those lockdown rules that we've had which is where we can't go out for more than an hour to do a daily exercise. We're only allowed to go out for essentials, so that's basically doing the food shop. Um, and to go to work only if you can't work from home. So um, there's very minimal people out at the moment. Um, it does dip um, and rise um, depending on the day of the week. Uh, we tend to see people not traveling around over the weekends, which is understandable because people are working. But the word from what I've seen at the press conferences is the fact that we are past the peak apparently. So hopefully we'll just keep that going and we don't rush into too many relaxation on the rules. I don't want us to be saying you can go out, everything can reopen and we just get that spike and our NHS is overwhelmed and we lose a lot of lives. That's the last thing we want to happen, so... Hopefully, the whole world can work together and try and beat this coronavirus.
1: I really hope so. I don't know if I've ever told you this, James, but one of my um, kind of things I do for work is I teach business English to a lot of international students. And it's been really interesting and kind of special to see the response from around the world and how everyone's kind of coping and really, like we've just all got to get through this together, you know. Yeah,
0: that's it. The planet, the whole world is in the same situation. I, I, this is the first time I've seen anything like this, and I think that's the same for anyone on this on this planet right now. And yeah, the whole world just needs to work together to to do so. that we don't want to see certain companies or countries just working it and figuring it out and just keeping it to themselves I obviously want to see everyone on this planet get better and I don't think we'll ever eradicate it I think we'll it'll be one of these new thing, new diseases that will stay around and it'll be like the flu and we can contain that and I think at some point we'll get to that to that stage where we'll be able to contain it and people will probably get a, a COVID-19 jab Each year, like they do, they get the flu jab.
1: That's the dream, right? We're going to see that vaccine come out, and that's really, I think, when things will truly start to return to normal.
0: Yeah. Whether it's a vaccine or just a treatment, just something just to ease the suffering.
1: No, absolutely. Right.
0: Should we talk some soccer?
1: Oh, yeah. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for.
0: So... MLS may be returning fairly soon. Word on the street is next month. Um, I know there was the email that came out from Major League Soccer themselves saying that um, June the 8th was the merit- is it meritorium, they call it, for the training. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've got to do three weeks of preseason before they can start the season. So that will probably lead into a July start, I want to say.
1: So this is what's interesting to me because so far what I've heard with, I know DC United, they're not allowed to be back yet kind of at facilities as much and for team training because of the regulations in our area. We're all still under stay at home. Mm. So I know like individual training can probably go on, but I don't believe that it's at team facilities currently.
0: Yeah.
1: I guess my, My big concern, James, and you can tell me what you think, but we have teams that are already back doing kind of limited um, team training together. But we have a lot of teams like DC United, you know, the club we support. yeah, And they're not able to. And how is this going to create kind of this inequality across the league when we do come back?
0: Yeah, that is a big, big question. And... Before the show, um, I know Goff um, was, uh, doing some tweets, um, not probably about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that has been come up, one of the ideas that's been come up with is that they all go to Orlando, all the teams. So they spend a bit of time in Orlando doing team training. Um, they all stay in hotels and they've all got pictures there so they can all do it, um. That would be interesting to see if they're able to pull that off. Um, everyone gets tested, everything's localized and everyone stays in a quarantine area kind of thing. That would level the playing field quite a bit, I would say. Um so they spend a bit of time there. And I think that I'd imagine when all the states have eased their lockdown restrictions, um, I think that's when we'll see the preseason kick in. And then we'll see season start and hopefully we'll get as many of the matches as possible played.
1: I just honestly, I'm not sure if early July is maybe too optimistic unless they go to a situation like you're discussing in Orlando. Mm. But really, as much as I'd love to see MLS come back and quickly, I'm most worried about the fact that players are staying healthy and they're going to be able to... You know, still be with their families too, because figure if they go to Orlando or one of these training sites and have to be in a sort of isolation bubble, they're also going to have to be away from family, a lot of them away from their kids, their significant others. Yeah. It's a bit Um, rough.
0: Definitely. um, But my only comeback on that is they do that in preseason anyway. So when you looked at, Look at DC United's preseason. They spent time in Orlando. I think it was only a week at a time, but they did that twice. So they've kind of already gone through that. So I I think they'll be not too bad spending a bit of time away. And to be honest, when you spend this amount of time in lockdown, you probably want a break from your other half.
1: (laughs) Oh, James, what are you saying? (laughs) Do I need to call Fliss and check in? (laughs) Oh, we're
0: good, we're good. Just sometimes, you know, you can, yeah, everyone needs to have a little bit, a bit of breath fresh air.
1: <laughs> I guess I'm fortunate. My husband's still going into work. He works in a hospital, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's still at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, th- I
0: don't think we've spent any time apart since mid-February, I just think. Yeah, I think it was mid-February was, was when I finished work.
1: Poor Fliss, um, oh, I'm know, so right. sorry. I Poor mean, Fliss.
0: S- spending every day with me, jeez.
1: <laughs> you know I, I gotta give it. you a hard time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I give myself a hard time, never, never mind anyone else. I, I, I'll happily admit that. Um, so, that's the word on the street about how MLS could return. If it does return. W- how would we bring it back, Sarah? What would you like to see in terms of things like broadcasting and stadiums and the actual match day itself?
1: I mean, I think we're all pretty sold on the fact that we're not going to have supporters in the stadium for quite a while. Yeah. There was some talk. Our social media manager over at Switch the Pitch, Silvana, she had found a graphic, I believe, that had been put out by Premier League about... Yeah what they felt would be essential staff for game day and the numbers. Mm -hmm. And I believe they were talking about 300 people, maybe 350 for match day, including media, the team. Now it's going to be interesting to see how they pull off media, I guess. And I've thought a lot about it. They could put them in the VIP boxes to space them out. Or I mean, in all honesty, because you're not going to, be going and directly interviewing players stream kind of a conference and let everyone just call in ask their questions yeah I i mean
0: that's what we've been doing isn't it
1: exactly we've been doing the same thing and we have the technology so let's use it to keep everybody safe yeah i think there's there are a lot of possibilities i'm concerned about revenue losses though for sure because we have a lot of season ticket holders that are going to either yeah. need refunds, there's going to be lack of concession sales, kind of all those things that really are helping the club stay afloat. So yeah. that's, that's a bit nerve-wracking. I know production has their own trailer, at least for DC United, so that team is pretty isolated. Yeah.
0: So for me, in terms of the revenue stream, I've got a little idea.
1: Oh, Let's hear it.
0: So... For broadcasting wise, so you've got your season ticket holders, um, give them a stream for free, so they can they've got the exclusivity on that stream for the home games, and they get to watch it, absolutely fine. Anyone else, match fee, hmm. match ticket price, just the ba- just the basic, because you're not going to have any better viewing angles when you're doing a broadcast unless you've got a thousand and one cameras in the stadium. But just a nominal fee, just so everyone else can get the stream. The club still makes a bit of money, thankfully. That's, it's a little, I don't, they won't get anything from stalls or they'll probably won't get as many um, shirt sales or anything like like that on match day, but they'll get something. and And I can't imagine there'll be that many people that would be unhappy to do that.
1: I mean, I'd be happy to pay for the match, you know.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, I'd be happy to pay a bit for the match as well. It's, I just think that's the kind of thing that it thinking outside of the box, and trying to cater to everyone, including the club themselves. So, the club, like I say, gets a bit of money. The supporters won't miss out. They still get to get that stream, and they want essentially have to have their match ticket refunded because they still get to see the game yes it's not as good as it was so maybe it's a partial refund everyone everyone's a winner
1: i like it and who do you think should be doing the stream james (laughs) (laughs) you know where i'm going with this it's definitely not
0: floor fc (laughs) it's definitely not that i mean to be fair the club um
1: Clubs done a great job with yeah, doing I mean, streams.
0: I mean, I have been able to tune in um, using VPN. I think it was the, yeah, it was the Inter-Miami match. Um, was it that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it went really well. And I, we won. I'm pleasantly surprised. It was just a bit odd when they had to cut to adverts because you didn't get any adverts. And it was just like, we'll be back soon. I was like, oh, Okay bit strange <laughs> i was i was really happy with it, it the, the club knows how to do streaming
1: they've done a really good job and i think they had to learn quite quickly after yeah. the flow debacle but they've done great
0: yeah they've 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 i don't i really don't know why they went there oh, it's money wasn't it, at the end of the day but
1: uh. learning experience you know sometimes <laughs> you try something and you hope it'll work and Maybe it
0: doesn't. And I definitely didn't.
1: Definitely didn't. I'm happy they admitted, though. Hey, this isn't good for us. So,
0: yeah, and Kudos it just ta- it takes a lot to come out and admit that it wasn't right when it was such a big thing. And they could have just pushed, just brushed it under the carpet, tried to cover it up, and just saying that there was um, a mutual agreement or whatever. But to come out and say, "Yep, yeah, it was it was a mistake, our fault." and then to come out and actually do a really good stream
1: fair play agreed i've got a lot of respect for them for that
0: and what they've been up to in sort of should we call it the close season
1: Ooh, that's a good that's a good term for it
0: yeah and the stuff that the club has been up to in terms of the content that they've been sending out and the I want to talk about the most recent thing—the last, sort the ten days—to uh, keep DC fit.
1: Uh, really, have you been following?
0: I've been following that. Yeah, it's been.
1: Yeah.
0: I've not done all the exercises. In fact, I've not done any of the exercises. Um, <laughs> make of that what you will. Um, but uh huh. I've I, I've I've got a newborn. I'm I'm busy. Uh
1: huh. Yeah,
0: I've got any spare time to do exercises nah um but they've been good and the content has been fantastic you've got the gressel special as well which i love that name
1: that's kind of great yeah
0: it is such a good good show name gressel special i uh, I really hope that continues once the season comes back because i think it's it's been a good segment and i think it'll work even better when they're actually be able to do it side by side rather than over whatever it is they use using, whether it's zoom or microsoft teams call however they're doing it
1: it's going to be a lot of fun and then just to kind of hear more when we're back
0: yeah and i've got to give them massive thanks for helping me out in uh, getting ben olsen onto the show because that was that was some show
1: you did a great job
0: if you've not listened to it you should listen head back either onto YouTube because it was a live show, my first proper live show, which... Brave. Brave. I admitted to Ben before the show began, I was super nervous because I had a lot of production to do whilst we were doing it. Um, But it was fantastic. And Ben was brilliant. He was incredibly honest, I thought. in some of the things he was saying. Um, And the fact that... In the, he admitted about the substitution error that he did in the first game against Colorado Rapids. Um, and he admitted that he was in the wrong. Uh, he should have done the substitutions and he gave the reason why. And I thought, fair play for actually coming on and, on and on, owning your mistakes. Um, I just hope that he does learn from it. And when the season comes back, we'll see substitutions.
1: That's something I have a lot of respect for Ben about because really like if we'll go into a press conference post-match, he's always the first one to say, Hey, that's on me. That was my mistake. Yeah. I should have done something differently. He's the last one to ever blame the guys. He always takes that first responsibility. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, we all make mistakes, but being a good leader and being a good person is really you take that responsibility on yourself
0: absolutely absolutely it's i mean there's got to be a time when he's got to blame the players but because they're the ones that are on the pitch and they're the ones who are performing but yeah for something like substitutions i was i was happy to hear that he was owning that mistake and happy to learn from it and show the fans that he's willing to, willing to improve. So we'll see how we get, how we get on when we come back.
1: I know. Oh, you're making me uh, really, really miss being there. and.
0: Oh, I wish I could come back and see how do feel and be in that stand and have be a beer shower because I've yet to experience that. Because
1: Oh no, James, it's... you have to.
0: The two games that I've been to see, we've not scored. No. <laughs> yeah. But the first game was a defeat, and that was against uh, Philly Union back in August 2018. Oh. Yeah, that was tough. And especially was, when it was uh... like 35, 36 degrees Celsius, humid, and we were both just... I was just... Sweating. I. Was, you don't
1: like our weather here.
0: Oh, I was moist all over.
1: <laughs> oh, don't use that word, James. <laughs> James, why?
0: Um, and then when I came back last year, um, and that was against the Montreal Impact on my birthday. I was thinking, come on, <laughs> give me a birthday <laughs> special. You no, know, mm-hmm. nil-nil draw.
1: Ugh.
0: Yeah. But I had such a good time. So, both times have been fantastic. Um, both times I went over to see the Screaming Eagles and such a great group of people. Absolutely loved it. I, I'm just going to miss coming to DC this year. Two ta- two years in a row I've been. And, yeah, the likelihood of being able to travel this year abroad I think is going to be very slim.
1: Oh, I agree with you. I mean, yeah. I was hoping to take some trips to see family this year, things like that as well, catch some away games even. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I want want MLS back so bad. Um, So speaking about MLS coming back, more topics. What would we like to see? happen this season so would we want to see like a, a reduction in the number of games so the players don't get burnt out because the the amount of, we've only had two games so far this season so that's still 32 matches left to play and if you think about it from realistically or well, optimistically july through to the, or the end of november and uh, they're
1: even talking pushing december
0: yeah so we're looking four months 16 weeks to play 32 games that's a midweek game every week as well as a weekend game.
1: Yeah, that's just not fair to anybody's body, really. No. And I think especially after a period where the players aren't training as regularly, they're under, you know, stay-at-home orders, under restrictions, that's just really setting you up for more injuries if yeah. you do that.
0: And then you are going to think about that's without postseason as well.
1: Yeah, that's without playoffs. and
0: Yeah. So you've got that to think about. I mean, that could be done the following year, realistically speaking. I mean, that could be like January, February time for a playoff thing because the winters over there are pretty mental. It depends,
1: yeah, where you're at. It really depends.
0: Um, So I reckon what will happen is we will get a reduction in the number of games. So I don't see... uh, playing any Western Conference teams.
1: Really? You don't think
0: so? No. I spoke to Ben about it um, and he said that was one of the things that was on the table. So I reckon we won't play any Western Conference sides now. Um, So that'll reduce the games by what, depending on which team you are, 11 or 10 games, possibly, possibly 12.
1: I wonder if they would even go into kind of a model of just taking top of the table. You know what I mean?
0: In what sense? In terms of for the postseason?
1: Yeah, for postseason. So instead of going into traditional playoff structure, if they would just take top of the table from each conference and have them play each other for the cup. Just an idea. I'm not sure, you know, what everyone's thinking, but.
0: I mean, that. It I could mean, be realistically, that to do that it make, that makes a lot of sense in terms of the table because in a scenario out there because there's seven teams that makes the playoffs isn't there
1: mm-hmm.
0: you could finish seventh in the conference and still win the MLS Cup
1: exactly so instead you take top of the east top of the west say okay here you go one game yeah. duke it out yeah I, th- I,
0: I, I think that is the fairest way of doing it because that team at the top has been there and probably most of the season they've worked hard to stay there or they've been on a, a huge crazy run and they've worked their way to the top of the table and deserve to be there. I Playoffs for me still, I still get confused by them and why they happen, but I, I understand that there's this huge spectacle behind them and it's, Ingrained in American sport and American culture, isn't it?
1: We love playoffs. We love anything like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you love a bit of drama.
1: Of course we do. Come on. Yeah, and I mean, any chance, you know, to get back to the stadiums more and drink more beer and scream real loud, why not?
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm up for the latter, definitely. <laughs> beer and screaming, I, I'm definitely up for that one. Um, we've also got League's Cup this year as well.
1: I think they should just kind of scrap that
0: Yeah. I think just postpone it for this year. I like w- the idea behind it now. I wasn't keen on it last year this year though. I when you look at all the teams that qualify for it and the, the way it was set out, I really I, I really, really liked it, and I hope they bring that same format next year. Um, I th- I think they will scrap it. I don't think there's any chance of it happening now because of the amount of games that will need to be played. Um, but yeah, I I see it, and I think I spoke to someone earlier on in the shit in the season. I see it as like the Europa League.
1: Yes,
0: that that's to me how it how it plays out to me is because you've got the teams that qualify for the Champions League, and then the t- few teams below they qualify for. The League's Cup. I, 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 I'm for it. I wish it was open to more countries. And I think, potentially, if it becomes a success in a few years' time, we might see some more North American sides in there. So we might see uh, teams from the CPL or we might see teams from, potentially, even Central America.
1: Hondura. And that would be amazing. Yeah.
0: It would literally be the Europa League version but for North America.
1: It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I think that'd be good. I definitely I agree with you for this year though. Any kind of non essential games or tournaments are gonna have to go away if we want any sort of chance at finishing the season.
0: Yeah. No, Otherwise
1: the players are just gonna really suffer. That's not fair.
0: Yeah. No. So look into the future. There was something that was mentioned and talked about over on the internet, that wonderful thing that I don't have much access to at the moment. Um, Something that I saw was the Liga MX stroke MLS merger concepts. Had you seen that, Sarah?
1: I've been reading a good bit about that. And I actually, I came up, Kind of with a list of pros and cons.
0: Oh, let's hear them.
1: I came up with a list of pros and cons. So I'm not against the idea at all. I think it would be really interesting. Okay. Kind of the pros I had were higher quality of play. Yeah. Because players from both leagues now are going to be exposed to more competition. Yeah. Bigger TV audience, higher revenue. Yeah. Yeah. 'Cause Liga MX, I believe, has about two times the T V audience of MLS.
0: Wow. Okay, that's yeah. quite a
1: So broadcast revenue would definitely be a be a big boost. It'd be great. Yeah. And I think one of my last pros is that we might be able to see Lucho Acosta again. And I'd be really happy about
0: that. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Oh, fra- Lucha.
1: Oh, I know. So
0: what, what are your cons then? So what are the drawbacks to it?
1: So drawbacks, the biggest one is travel.
0: Yeah, Because
1: absolutely. MLS is already punishing enough with travel. Mm-hmm. And I think if you throw locations in Mexico into that, it's going to be even worse on players. And the leagues are definitely going to have to up the number of charter flights because the players union just won't stand for it. And rightfully so they shouldn't. Yeah, It's just really, really unfair. So that's probably my biggest con. Other cons I could think of if we are looking to kind of a European model someday where we have, you know, the top teams from each nation able to play each other. We have these dedicated national leagues. Mm-hmm. I mean, keeping the league separate, would be a positive, yeah. But just getting that revenue, increasing the quality of play, I can see all of those as being good enough reasons to override that. Hmm.
0: Interesting. So see for me, from what I read about it, um, the it would be similar to MLS style of league play. So you have got your conferences. And there was a few extra teams thrown in there from USL, um, whether it was in the Eastern Conference, um, West Central. Um, I think it was a fourth one for the US. And then there was two for Liga MX. So you had the North and the South League in Mexico. So the, the drawback about the travel I don't think would be too bad because I don't think they would play each other until a playoff scenario. That might not be too bad. My only other thing about it is when you mentioned about the TV audience being greater, it would only be greater for the Mexico leagues.
1: Exactly. Unless they were playing each other, we wouldn't get the kind of revenue from that broadcast.
0: So there would be this whole having to redo the leagues and everything, just really for not that much benefit. And when you've got the teams that have been putting in to $300 million into a franchise for Major League Soccer and then for Don Garber to turn around and go, oh, by the way, we're actually joining up with uh, Mexico now. I think, don't think that would sit well with the ownership groups.
1: Yeah, it would have to definitely be a situation where the owners stood to generate more revenue. They could purchase, you know, more expensive players make better transfers. Yeah. Because if it were just kind of, okay, we're going to separate into more conferences and then play them in the playoffs, that just doesn't really make a lot it, of sense.
0: No, it makes makes zero sense to do that because you end up with potentially fewer games, which means less revenue, which means worse players. It, it For me, it would be a lot trickier to work out and actually... F- see a viable financial solution. Ooh, that were three long words. Um, <laughs> to actually, for a positive outcome to us. Um, I love the idea of whoever came up with it. And I love the fact that they spent time and really thought about how it could work. I just don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah.
1: Uh, especially now. I mean,
0: yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tricky. Let's put it that way. And coronavirus has certainly put a pause on a lot of things. Let's put it that way.
1: I'm still looking for that reset button for 2020. Because somebody really needs to hit that. Well,
0: reset after March the 12th, 2020. (laughs) Fair enough. Because up until that point, it wasn't too bad.
1: Eh, not too bad.
0: And then a great thing came along. <laughs> I say a thing. A great boy came along.
1: <laughs> well, of course we're not gonna reset Baby Jack.
0: No. No, not at he's all.
1: He's the best.
0: Oh, he's a he's a diamond. Absolute diamond geezer.
1: If anyone hasn't seen James and Fliss's adorable little boy, he's really, really cute and really, really <laughs> sweet. Oh, and he's... I can't wait to see him in person and just oh. smush him up.
0: He is so adorable. Um, right, <laughs> let's talk about Jack. You've seen it online over on YouTube, and this is for you listeners. You've seen the MLS classics, and we've had the cla- the um, Rumble at RFK recently, and along alongside other games where we've had the game against uh, the New Jersey Metro Stars. <laughs> uh, but Sarah. If you could pick any game from DC history to have replayed on MLS Classics, which one would you have?
1: So I'll admit that I've been really bad at following all of the replays, except for the one that was kind of on my birthday because I took that day off. Yeah. But if I could choose, I would choose probably our third MLS Cup win in 99 against LA Galaxy. Yeah. Because A, it was shut out. MB Jaime Moreno and Ben Olsen each scored. And that's oh. a pretty sweet game.
0: Good old Jaime Moreno. What so, an absolute legend.
1: If DC United's listening, can you play that game for me if you have the footage? I'd really like to watch it a whole th- lot. I,
0: I'd be surprised if they didn't have that footage. They've got to. They've yeah. got to. I've, but please
1: play it for me. Make oh. me really happy if you're listening.
0: i'm sure there'll be someone from the club listening in right now um so if we can have it even even just on our own youtube channel on dc united's youtube channel that would be great to have that on there Uh, um what about you james for me i would have that 3-2 win against uh, orlando
1: because
0: that was just something else i mean that it just blew my mind how we ended up winning that game. Yeah. It was just something else. That that play. Let's just talk about that play. Cause why did David Ostead go up to for the corner when we were 2 2?
1: I'd understand
0: if it was 2 1. But 2 2 is just like Okay, what? I'm scared. We're going to lose. This is it. And then obviously, they got that break, and you think, no, no, that, yeah, that's it. Open goal. We've lost the game. We've just threw away a point. And then Rooney. Rooney <sighs> making that track back, that tackle. But he just that's wasn't.
1: a moment for history right
0: there. Oh. That tackle was just something else. But he wasn't happy with just that tackle. He wanted more. He ran (laughs) up. He saw Lucho. Lucho shouted for it. The smallest guy on the pitch.
1: (laughs) But one of the biggest personalities.
0: Oh. Rooney throws that ball into the box. Pinpoint accuracy. Lucho leaps like a salmon.
1: It was like first touch on that ball. In. By.
0: the header, just over the top of bro. Pie. <laughs> and into the back of the net and the beer showers. That was crazy. I w-
1: <laughs> James, <laughs> and, I want to know what's like, what Lucho has in his shoes because the way he jumped into the uh, stands after
0: that. <laughs> yeah. He, he must have had springs in those studs because he flew. Absolute flew. I just, oh. That was just something else. And I mean, to be fair, I would love to see just a rerun of all the best goals from DC United. Because, you know, I did the the voting thing earlier on in the season. I would just love to have a montage of all the great goals DC United have ever scored. (laughs) Because I know quite a few of them would be from recent memory anyway. Oh, yes. The things like the, the header for the first MLS Cup win. You've got, you've got Marco Echeverri's free kick. You've got Rooney from his own half. You've got Lucio Costa with that header. You've got an unbelievable array of goals to choose from. And I don't think I'm lying, but I think we've, as a club, have scored some of the greatest goals in MLS history.
1: And what I want to know is why they aren't up for MLS goal of the year, like, ever. It really, like, I, oh, it makes me so angry.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. I tell you what, I'm surprised. Actually, no, they might do it at the end of this season, because this is the 20- supposed to be the 25th season if it finishes. Um, best goal of the first 25 years. Ooh. And Across the whole of MLS that would be a good award to win.
1: That'd be amazing.
0: I know the likes of Zlatan would be up there for it. You've got his spin-scissor kick thing against Toronto for his 500th career goal. I mean, that was something else. Then there was his first goal against LAFC. That was spectacular. I mean, granted, should have been a free kick to LAFC. I shouldn't have stood but <laughs> we won't take the way that he just absolutely flew it into the back of the net from 40 yards out or something daft like that and then you got Rooney against Orlando just any game
1: any again, game against any, Orlando any, any,
0: game against, any, any games against Orlando sorry Taylor and Elliot for that you know what I love mentioning those games they're Orlando City fans from the UK <laughs> Um. But yeah, it's... Uh, there's been there's been some absolutely fantastic goals over the years. So, DC United, anyone from there, can you produce a montage of the greatest goals we've ever scored and then from Major League Soccer the goals from the first 25 years? I think that would be fantastic.
1: So, James, I have hmm. a question for you. So, we're talking about goals we've scored, yep. but so you're a keeper. Yes. What's your favorite save that you've ever seen?
0: Oh, oh.
1: I'm putting uh, you on the spot a bit, but Okay.
0: So are we talking just from DC United or just literally from anywhere?
1: Um, give me both if you've okay. got both.
0: So I'm mean, from DC United. It's got to be Bill Hamid saves. Um he is he's my hero. Um there's I'm trying to remember who was who it was against. It was one from last season, where the ball was deflected. Ugh.
1: I like the one against Zlatan, where Bill oh. just like looked at Zlatan yes. like, no.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, all of DC United were in Zlatan's head. That was great. <laughs> oh, Quincy, thank you for thank that. Game. Um. Yeah, that, I mean, that was a fantastic save. There was the one against the um, Metro Stars um, from the same season um, where he just stretched. Uh, yeah. I think it was a header that came back over the top and he just palmed it away. It was like, wow, how did you just stretch to get that? Because it yeah, was one, Bill Hamid. Oh, well, yeah. And then there was, <laughs> I think, it was a team in white. Ah, who, well which, which
1: one? You need to be a little bit more specific I know. now.
0: I mean from that year everyone was in white.
1: Everyone was in white.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who was who which team was it where the player um screamed into the microphone about the Ah, oh, uh, from Philly Union. That's the one. Um where he I think it was ready to go to his Bill's right, and then it was deflected and it went to his left, and it literally just stretched behind himself and clawed it away from off the line.
1: I'm not sure like, how he did that. That was some acrobatic magic right there. He is an acrobatic fella.
0: He is insane how acrobatic he is. He can just go from one side to another just like that. It's absolutely brilliant.
1: I'd hurt myself.
0: Yeah. In terms of saves of all time, um, you've got David Seaman um, in the FA Cup against Sheffield United. Uh, that was a fantastic save. Where again, it was I think it was off a corner. It was a header, and again it was behind him, but he managed to throw it back out. Um, there was my save um, in six aside that nobody ever saw. <laughs> um, I my penalty saves. are – There's not many penalties that get past me in six aside, but I do fill the goal up.
1: I was going to say, you're a pretty short fellow, aren't you, James?
0: No, oh, yeah, I'm very short. I mean, I have to go on my knees to go in the goal. <laughs> Genuinely. I, I, when it comes to penalties, because the goal's probably about four foot high. No. Yeah, they're small goals. So when it comes to penalties, I literally get down on my knees, and it, it just it sends the players into, like, what is he doing? And it makes them question themselves. Actually, nobody would probably put it straight down the middle, but I'm there, and I can't really move away from the middle, so they end up missing. It's <laughs> great. Um, yeah, David Seaman. Um, there's many from millsborough because we've we've had some great keepers over the years. We've had Mark Schwarzer, um, who was at the club for eleven years, great servant to the club. He's made some fantastic saves, especially in when you look at the runs that we had in um, the UEFA Cup, as it was known back in the day um, when we won the uh, Carlin Cup um, for the first time. Um, that's our only silverware. He's He was a fantastic keeper as well. So we've had some good keepers over the years.
1: So I heard a rumor as mm-hmm. well, but I, I might need your input on this. Yeah. So, I've recently started playing FIFA yep. a little bit, and I'm yep. trying to learn, you know. Yes. But I heard a rumor that you may or may not have been the former number two FIFA player in the UK. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. This was uh, quite a while ago, um, back to 2005, 2006 season. So, quite some time. Um I had a lot of time on my hands I Can't believe I'm about to admit this Because my mum and dad Will probably listen to the show But um, <laughs> I dropped out of college And didn't tell them Uh oh Um. Yep yeah, Just admitted that um, Sorry dad I mean, My mum knew but, Sorry dad um, I dropped out of college early My granddad thankfully Bless his soul Rest in peace um, He Kept it a secret as well <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i had a lot of time on my hands so i i was playing fifa a lot and um, whilst thinking about my future and what i was going to do i ended up becoming, doing an apprenticeship scheme and it's gone from there um uh, but yeah i had a lot of time so i ended up playing fifa 06 quite a lot and i used to use two teams now generally speaking if you've played fifa online you'll and not ultimate team now because I despise Ultimate Team and what it's become.
1: I can't um, get my head around it, honestly.
0: Uh, it's just like trading cards, and you pay more money to win more. And it's like, I've, no. bought, I've bought the game. I mean, you you pay what a minimum of fifty pounds for the game. Why should you pay more to get more? Fifty pounds is quite a lot of money to a lot of people. But yeah, so I back in those days. Ultimate Team didn't exist, so it was all career mode. um, And you just had the ranking table. And it got to the point where I was doing really well. But I was using Middlesbrough and Nigeria. What? Just those two teams.
1: Okay, I'm impressed.
0: So Middlesbrough, because they were my team, that was why I used them. Um, But Nigeria, when Xbox Live first came around... Um, and FIFA was one of the first games I played online. Um, and one of the guys who I made friends with, um, we were like, right, so let's do random teams. Let's press the random button three times and see who we land on. I ended up on international and ended up on Nigeria. And ended up finding, actually, they're really good, they're quick. And that's how it became about that. I use Nigeria and. They're generally quick players. And when Their you kits find a... are
1: fantastic.
0: Oh, they're fantastic kits. That green is just something else. What I find on FIFA, though, is speed plays a huge part. I've heard on this one, on FIFA 20, they've kind of evened it out a bit. But speed was king. And I used to... Go down the wings. I used to love my was it four four two diamond that I used to use back in back in the day. I think it was four four two diamonds, and you just hit, hit, go down the wing, play it outside of the box to my attacking midfielder, slot it through, bottom corner, job done. And I was beating players who were using Man United, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and they just couldn't work out how I was beating them. With (laughs) Millsborough. or Nigeria, depending if they were an an international team. And when you've got Nigeria beating Brazil, it annoyed a lot of people. Yeah, so I got up to number two in the UK and it was fantastic. I used to love it. Um, I've just not bought it for the last three seasons now. Just because the amount of bugs in the game, in career mode and online, it's just everyone's just gone crazy over Ultimate Team. It's like, ooh, I've unpacked this player. Cool, I could just use them on career mode.
1: I'm impressed. Man, so tips. I need some tips tips for playing FIFA because, like, I'm really bad at it. (laughs) I try really hard, but I'm really bad at it.
0: (laughs) I am. It's... It's going to be difficult because obviously I haven't played it for a few years, but what I found was simplicity. Keep it simple and know the team that you're using. So when it came to Millspred, you used to have Yukubu and Mark Vaduka. Now, Mark Vaduka is a guy who holds the ball up very well. So it used to be a case of you play the ball to him, he can easily pass it to another player. Um, so using that and knowing, knowing your players and what their key strengths are, just like your words in normal football scenario, is you know your key strengths are with your players? Don't worry too much about the opposition. Because if you've got the ball, they can't score. Hmm. Um, And what I would also say, I wouldn't worry about conceding goals too much because it's always fun to score goals and outscore the opponent. And what you'll also find is, I don't know whether it still happens now, is if you end up go- winning quite quickly, so say you go 2-0 up within like 20, 30 minutes of the ma- of the game time, they'll quit. Really? Oh. Uh, and up until I stopped playing it, that was always the, oh, the case. It was just like, ah, live, quit. Great.
1: But oh, you, get now not, see.
0: You, you get an automatic three nil win or if you're higher than three whatever the score line was
1: so i'm usually not playing against the computer i'm actually i play against my husband and i tend okay. to beat him okay but don't tell don't tell anyone that even though we're saying this on the podcast yep. <laughs> <laughs> i do tend to beat him but i know that i need to get a bit better at the tactics of the game
0: yeah that's it it's work it's trying to figure out what formation suits you as well so not only just what your what suits the team what suits you as your style of play so for me it was always either a 442 or a 442 diamond i just like playing with a with a deep midfielder and an attacking midfielder or just, i i'm a sucker for the classic formation I don't like these 3 4 3s and 4 3 3 and all that jazz. (laughs) You'll see that on on Football Manager, um, which for the listeners, um, you might have seen some of the tweets that I've done recently where I've started a new service, DC United. It's 4 4 2 formation. Obviously, in goal was Bill Hamid. Of course. Um, If I got, Gressel is at right back at the moment. but then Ariola's just got injured in the game like he did in real life. So he's moved up and I've signed Sean Barry, an American right back. He's had a good couple of games. And then a few new gen players from the academy and they've been fantastic. So yeah, keep following me on Twitter for that. See how we get on with uh, DC United on FM20. Are
1: you going to start a Twitch channel? where you're going to stream your uh, your video I've thought, games?
0: I've thought about it. I've really thought about it. So this, this one for the listeners then. Should I start a Twitch channel and show off my DC United exploits? Answers on a... Not on a postcard, because that would take forever to get through to me. <laughs> I'll send a poll out on let's do this on Sunday. So keep an eye on the Twitter feed on Sunday. I will set up a poll to see, should I start a Twitch channel for, for my gaming shows? Um, I can't say that I would do them regularly because I've got obviously lots of things. I've got the podcast, I've got live shows, a baby, got a baby. Um, thank you for reminding me of them, of him there. Um, And eventually I do have to go back to work at some point. But I'm sure I could cram that in there as well. And then I've got something to kind of announce for next week as well, Sarah. Would you like to hear what's happening next week? I would love to. So I've been working with DC United, the club, and we're going to be hosting a virtual pub quiz.
1: How do we join in?
0: So the way to join in is over on youtube um i will be sending out the details um on saturday the 9th of may uh which is tomorrow um as we're recording and i will send out the link i will send out details throughout the week but it will be hosted on youtube um there will be people joining in um as well and you can join in at home as well so don't feel like you're going to be left out you can join in you can tweet in your answers um, you can do it on the live chat. I will do whatever I can to make this work. Um, there will be a round. Um, Rory Moyeda, um, who has been on the show before. He is doing the DC United round.
1: Yay! So,
0: good I old love Rory. love Rory. So he's coming on the show. Um, we will have a a general knowledge round of MLS. There will be a picture round. And there's gonna be one other round. Uh yeah. There's a DC DC United first round as well. Ooh. So, st- stay tuned. Tomorrow, the link will uh, get sent out for the actual stream. But keep an eye out throughout the week. I will be sending out reminders for you all, and uh, that's gonna be awesome. I can't really can't wait for it.
1: I'm really excited about this.
0: And also, listeners, I want to know what you're going to be drinking. Because it is a pub quiz. I expect it to be alcoholic. <laughs> I will be having my beers with me. You know, it's got to be done. So, obviously, Sarah, I would expect you to be joining in. Oh, yeah. What do you think you will be drinking?
1: That's a good question.
0: What, what, so... what is your typical choice of beverage
1: all right so this depends depends on the occasion so if i'm out at the bar or the pub as you as you call it Yep. i like a good wheat beer okay and you know i haven't i haven't had my favorite one in quite a while from port city that's our local brewery here in alexandria okay so you know i could i could go for that Nice. So, nice. yeah, I, th- I think that would work for me.
0: Fair. You'll expect, um, depending on what beers I drink throughout the week, because I do, I do like a beer, because um, I've currently got a crate um, from a local brewery here, Stroud Brewery. They're about 40 minutes uh, down the road, and organic beers. So there's... Ooh. Yeah, there's IPAs in there. There's a cherry stout, which is okay. Rather I n- want to
1: try this.
0: That is rather nice. You've got uh, the, the, the EPA, I think it's in there, so an English pale ale rather than an Indian pale ale. Ah, uh, well, uh, there's a, a, a normal lager, which surprisingly nice. And there's one other one, uh, uh, a porter. That's Ooh. it. So there's a there's different styles in there, but I normally go with, um, there's a brewery called Brewdog. Nice. So I don't know whether you get that over there in the USA. Uh, they're a Scottish brewery and they do a fantastic range. I ended up buying, buying one that I hadn't tried this week. Didn't look at how alcoholic it was. <laughs> Started drinking, I was like, I'm feeling I've got a good buzz.
1: And Looked everyone, for reference, James is practically a giant.
0: Not practically. I am a giant.
1: You're very tall.
0: I am very, very tall. Six foot ten or two meters uh, ten. Two meters ten? Two meters nine? Around that. And this,
1: and this puts you out.
0: It was, I, it didn't put me out. I, I, was, I had a nice little buzz. Uh, but it was 6.8% which for me is quite strong.
1: Have you ever had, there's one called Delirium, Delirium Tremens.
0: That rings a bell.
1: It has a pink elephant on the bottle.
0: It does ring a bell actually. Yeah. Bear <laughs> in mind. So there's, again, sorry listeners, we're talking beer now. Uh, if you're <laughs> happy with that, I know Sam, who was on the show earlier on in the season, he works for a brewery, so he'll be happy with this chat. Um, but there's an app um, that's available on iPhone and on Android. Um, it's like a social network, but for drinkers. It's called Untapped.
1: Yes.
0: Are you on Untapped? I am. Oh, I need to add you on Untapped.
1: I've been really bad about setting it up, but I'll send you my information. So
0: So, when you look at my profile on there, I need to update my picture. It's, a, it's my FM 18 avatar. <laughs> I think that was the first time you could add yourself into the game. I was like gotta have that but i've tried 373 different types of beer Bless. if you've tried more send me your information folks let's add each other on uh untapped just drop me your details and i'll get you added on there um yeah Uh, that's uh, it begins to think you think have i got a problem
1: i mean as long as all 373 weren't drunk at once
0: oh uh, no no definitely not I
1: yeah mean, so you're all right then
0: yeah i joined apparently august 6th 2013
1: oh that's all right yeah it's not too bad nah, yeah just you, I, you just look. i'm just
0: looking back on it and i'm thinking oh oh that's quite a lot <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: jeez, i've had a lot of beer
1: And welcome to the part of the show, confessions. <laughs> <laughs> Call in with your confessions.
0: Are you an alcoholic,
1: or are you a soccer supporter?
0: Either way, they go hand in hand. Oh dear, we're. Oh my lord. Anyway,
1: <laughs> I miss you, man. I really, uh, really miss you. It's uh,
0: this is awesome. I love doing these shows. And I hope I hope listeners out there. I hope you guys love listening to it. Well, you're still listening, um. So you must like it a little bit. Um. So thank you. Um. We've got a fan question coming. Oh no. Yeah. You. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, Antonio. <laughs> I sent the question in. Oh boy. Um, so, Antonio said, "Hi. My question is: Well, Animal Crossing has taken over." our lives, and it's been great, Sarah. You've seen my island.
1: His island is off the chain.
0: Fair. And speaking of islands, if you could pick six current or former DC United players to live on your island, who would it be, and which one would be your Tom Nuke? Oh. So current
1: or former, or six of each?
0: Uh... I. Let's let's do a combine so six overall. Oh. And who's Tom Nook?
1: So Tom Nook is the um he's the little raccoon who's kind of this crazy venture capitalist who runs the island.
0: Ah, uh, right. Okay, fair.
1: Ah, uh, now see, this is like really difficult. <laughs> because I'm not thinking about folks in context of their soccer playing ability i'm thinking if we're on a deserted island yeah you know what can you guys bring to the table okay i mean i hate to say it like you so i think oh this is really hard
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna pick one pick one yeah and i am kind of copying ben olson because his when i asked him last week a fan of the show sent in who would be his uh, beer pong partner. Ooh. And he picked Nick Romando for two reasons.
1: I like that.
0: One, he can drink a lot of beer. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) But two, because he's a goalkeeper, he's accurate with his throws. Ooh. So if you're stuck on an island and you need some fish to catch, Nick Romando with a spear... He's going to be accurate.
1: I like that.
0: So that's a form one. If we weren't going for and we're going current, then I would, pick, I would pick Bill Hamid, obviously.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. I would so, definitely pick Fred Briant. Why is that? So, A, he's just a lovely person wow. and very yeah. pleasant to be around. Yep. Yeah. But I found out on one of DC United's little kind of videos that yeah. he also likes to play Mario Kart. Oh. And so I think we could enjoy playing some Mario Kart together.
0: Okay. So your, your island's got electricity?
1: Oh, of course. Come on. Oh,
0: okay. My island was just a beach with a coconut tree.
1: That's pretty sad, James. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on my, my Animal Crossing <laughs> island, we, we've got a proper soccer pitch. and. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I've got a TV in my house, so I don't know. I need to get on
0: this. I haven't got a switch though.
1: Now you better get one.
0: Mm. I need to switch this pitch.
1: Uh, uh, see uh, see, see, see uh, <laughs> what I did that I still I'm still putting it out there that Nintendo should sponsor Switch the pitch because so many of us play Nintendo Switch and it's just <laughs> it's in the name, so
0: Yeah. I mean it makes it, total it, sense. It does. So so we've got two players we've got two players so we've got nick romando we've got fred brian okay so let's see let's think i mean if if we're using your island sarah so you've got electricity i'm guessing you've got phone as well oh yeah i'm gonna go with probably felipe
1: oh felipe okay what's the reasoning here
0: Because I think he can speak many languages.
1: This is helpful.
0: I think it's it. I think he speaks a few different languages. And if he does, then definitely him. Just mainly, because if he needs rescuing at some point off the island, he can ring anyone.
1: Hmm. Okay, Felipe, you're in.
0: There you go. And he's he's a lovely bloke as well.
1: He is. And he's so funny.
0: Yeah, he is absolutely fantastic. I've got, all the time in the world for Felipe, especially after he again he came on the show, and we ended up doing that interview three times. Bless him. Ah, oh, he was he was absolutely legend about it. For first reason, it the first time I did it, it didn't record for some reason. No, it started and then after about thirteen minutes, it stopped. I was like, at the end of the at the end of the interview, I was like, uh, uh, it didn't record and he's like that's fine don't worry we'll do it again oh Second wow time around, his kids got involved i like it and then third time lucky and we got everything sorted so yeah all the time in the world for felipe he can come on the island
1: i like that so, so hmm play okay number four devin mctavish oh because we need someone to call our on-island soccer games Yes. And Devin's lovely. Yes. I know I always say everyone is, like, lovely and really nice, but I really do mean it. Like, <laughs> just is... genuinely good people. I mean, to be honest, pretty much all the players are,
0: are lovely people, aren't they, at the club?
1: Really, they are. Yeah. And they always make time, you know?
0: Yeah. Number five, my, my last pick, Ben Olson. Yes. Because he Cause can it's, it's Ben Olsen He's a great yeah. guy But he can lead the team as, Lead lead the people Of the island he'll, He might make a mistake But he'll openly admit That he made a mistake And he will improve on that That is someone you can trust I like that So
1: And ben it's Olsen. not DC United without Ben Olsen
0: Well that is true So Ben Olsen You're on the island
1: All right Now we need the last one. Mm. Mm. I have like kind of two options that I'm weighing. All right. So I'm thinking Nick DeLeon.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Because he just doesn't really give up. It's true. And I like that about him. And he has that kind of like tenacity and that grit and that, I don't know. He's just got that something where I know if we were in a bad situation, but then again, on the other hand, also Wayne Rooney. Because yes. Wayne would just like lay the law down and there would be no crap. Like we've seen Wayne with these refs.
0: Yes, There would be true. no
1: BS allowed. Yes. So I don't know, I'm, I'm on the fence with these two.
0: I'm gonna go for, if my vote on those two, it'd have to be Wayne.
1: All right, Wayne, you're on the island.
0: Yes, he was only with us for 18 months. But it was a glorious time. And yes, he would lay down the law and everyone would be a bit scared of him. Well, I'm going to go for a bonus person.
1: Ooh, who's yeah. your bonus person? Dave Johnson. Yes, yes, We need, we need someone yes. to narrate the show. Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, yes, you mentioned Devin, but... You can't have Devon without Dave.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't work, does it now? It
0: doesn't now. So Dave, you're on the
1: island. So now who's gonna be Tom Nook? Of all these guys? Who's uh, gonna be the one kinda kinda running? You're, you're things? gonna have
0: to choose this one.
1: Mm. So I would have to say Felipe. Yeah. Would be a Tom Nook, yeah. Oh, because Felipe like nice yeah. and he gets along well with people, Yeah, but also like he can get what he wants and get things done.
0: Fair. There we go. Felipe, you are Tom Nook. <laughs> there you go. That kind of wraps it up nicely.
1: I like so, it. Good yeah. question, Antonio. I like it.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Antonio. Uh, That was the only question sent in, obviously, because of the situation. If we were doing this live, I was expecting to get questions sent in as we were going through the show, but uh, unfortunately not. So that was the last question, and that has come to the end of the uh, episode nine of season two. So thank you, Sav, for taking the time out of your day to come and join me on this lovely, lovely episode. And as tradition... Where can people find you?
1: So, again, thank you, James, for having me on and giving me kind of a chance to talk soccer. One of my favorite people. <laughs> little little break from today. But you can find me over on Twitter or Instagram at Sarah Calassi. And you can find all of my colleagues over at Switch the Pitch 1. Or you can find us at switchthepitchsoccer.com.
0: Awesome and do check it out. Um, like you said, there's not, it doesn't sound like there's a huge amount going on because there's not a lot of soccer going on, but keep your eye on it. And I'm sure there's going to be some great content coming soon as soon as MLS is back. Um, for me, um, again, as I mentioned earlier on the show, keep an eye out on my Twitter fees um, for the details about the virtual pub quiz next week. Um, but there's also going to be over on facebook as well and i'll promote it over on instagram too so you won't miss out on it um keep up to date with all the news i um, over at DCUnitedKingdom.com. kingdom.com um obviously we didn't talk about it but uh, chris durkin did complete his transfer over to Saint truadence i want to pronounce it as um so well done chris for earning that that permanent switch over there um good luck with your belgian adventure um on Twitter, uh, come and follow me at DC United Kingdom. Facebook and Instagram it's DC United Kingdom FC. Um and I think that is everything. I don't think there's anything else. Um so yeah, keep an eye out. Um keep an eye on the polling uh for Sunday for Twitch channel. See if we can get it up and running. See if it's something that you guys want. And until next time. Until the next season of MLS starts again. Fingers crossed it's soon. Vamos United.